Good afternoon. I'm Eric Von Hessler filling in for Eric Erickson, and I'm happy to report that Eric is recovering and we'll be back here on Thursday. So we'll do the best we can to keep the ship steaming along until the captain gets back in his chair. And uh, today it's all about New York, the vote in New York. I'm not alone. The handsomest producer in all of producer, producery, I should say. Jared Yamamoto is here. How's it going, Eric? And uh, the man of a thousand voices, Tim Andrews, joins us. Hello. It's all about. The big old New York State primary, Republican side, Democrat side. It's going to be the hugest primary of all. I saw that you voted earlier. I voted for myself. I finally found someone to vote for who shares my views <laughs> and is worthy of a Trump vote. You've never voted before, is what you're saying. Uh, I, let me say, I voted. I voted in 2000. Did you write yourself in? Wrote myself in every election since 1978. This is the first time you've been able to actually pull the lever. Pull the lever, pull the lever. For someone Donald Trump believes in. I've punched a lot of chads. I've never, ever pulled a lever. So what's uh, what's uh, what's up to, for grabs today? How many delegates do we have in New York? Uh, yeah, for Donald Trump and the GOP, there's 95 delegates. And for the Democrats, there's 247 delegates. And up Hillary grabs. already has them all, right? Is that the way that it works? Yeah. She doesn't really have to do anything, right? She... It, it's proportional. I think Bernie Sanders could walk away with about uh, about 100 or so. How many? What if he wins? He could win. We don't know yet. Let's That's not true. call he, this he, before. He, he could win. The, he we, could win it. We do, have a, we do have a special New York primary coverage starts right here at 7 p.m. So stay with WSB. Continuing live team coverage with Chris Chandler, Brian Kilmeade, Herman Cain, AJC's Greg Bluestein for all the results. And Pete Spriggs, our program director, told me it's going to go all night long. It's like a marathon. It's going to go all night long. I mean, our election coverage is going to run right into Scott Slade when he walks in in the morning. It's going to run right into him and continue from there. So no need to change the frequency for for one second. Uh, and it looks like, uh, so the Republicans, that'll probably be a pretty early call, Donald. I feel like uh, it's going to be like 9.01. We're predicting a huge turnout <laughs> thanks to Buffalo, Rochester, Utica. <laughs> They're all on your side. Schenectady's big, real big. So Schenectady's uh, nice. But on the Democrat side, we don't know. It could take a little bit of a little while. So she's right up, now, she's up by 10, right? Yeah, 10 points. She's up by 10. But, uh, you know, I don't know. You never know what's going to go on. It's a beautiful day in New York. And I don't know about the whole state. It's a beautiful day in New York City. Um, there's good weather up there. And uh, that could bring out more more, more, uh, more voters, which uh, so far has helped Bernie uh, a good deal. But uh, I, I really don't. Hillary is doing everything she can at the last minute to let people know that uh, she is the candidate of the people. I don't know if you saw this. She was on a uh, an African-American morning show. and I guess it was a radio show or a podcast. I'm not exactly sure what it was because it's kind of weird. It wasn't like a studio like this. It was just kind of sitting around like a white a little table and uh, and chatting. And this question came up. Something that you always carry with you. Hot just sauce. Really? You, yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Are you getting information right now? <laughs> Hot sauce. Hot sauce in my bag, swag? Hot sauce. Really? Yes. Now, listen, yes. I want you to know people are going to see this and say, okay, she's pandering to black people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is it working? Oh, I love that. I love that at the end. <laughs> okay. Is it working? Excuse me? Yes, Bertie. Listen, I would just like to say that Hillary is pandering. 
I keep ranch in my wallet. <laughs> if you're hungry, if you're in a, if you have a ranch emergency, I'm your man, Bernie. Explain this to me, millennial. This is Beyonce's song that says, "Yeah." Sauce in my bag, swag. Well, how strange. Hillary happens to have hot sauce in her bag at the same as well. So. She's so relatable, Eric. That's that's what makes her the best candidate out there, right? Okay. Uh, I love that thing at the end where she actually, the guy says, they're going to say that you're pandering to, um, to, <laughs> to, to, to black people, and she just steps right Is it working? <laughs> okay, but I've got 99 problems. <laughs> And Hillary Clinton ain't won. That's right. All right, let's go to Doug Turnbull and see how it's, what how, what the roads look like. I knew I'd get it out eventually. There it is, Doug Turnbull. <laughs> At least you weren't playing that Beyonce song where she was messing around on the limo. Rush played that a bunch of times a couple of years ago. 513 WSB. We're going to tell you about 285 right now. Really, it's routine volume on the outer loop. 285 west and southbound, about 45 to 50 minutes from Shamblin. Nobody around the I-20 on the west side. The inner loop is a little heavier than normal. 285 east to south from Georgia 400 around to earlier trouble down at Memorial Drive, Eric. So Something that you always carry with you. Hot sauce. Really? You, yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Are you getting information right now? Hot <laughs> sauce. <laughs> so Hillary carries hot sauce with her. Hillary, uh, did, is this something new since the Beyonce song? Did you steal from Beyonce? Did Beyonce steal from you? Oh, I don't think so. She stole from me. <laughs> How long have you been carrying hot sauce around in your bag? Oh, you know forever, girl. I'm not a girl. You know I'm all about that fat back meat, collard greens, home cooking from my mama. And this is something that you've been doing for a long time because, you know, you've been in the in the public eye for quite some time, and I don't ever remember you, like, popping out the hot sauce. and, and... You know, no one's ever asked. It's just... What's with you all the time? Duh. Hot sauce. Always. What do you put? Keep hot... it in my purse. I put it on my fried chicken. You know, is that too on the nose? Uh, look, you, look, look, if it works, it works, right? If it, well, is it working? Okay, so <laughs> uh, while we have you here, Trump, now you feel like you're going to beat Bernie Sanders in New York today, I take it. You, you feel like you've got that as a slam dunk. Who are you talking to me? I'm talking to you. You're, you're, you're going against Bernie Sanders. Oh, please. It's in the bag. And you know what else is in my bag? Yeah. Hot sauce. Some hot sauce. And I put that on everything. <laughs> Trump. Hey, you know, I got a question. When's Beyonce's album going to drop? It already did. I think it's been out for a little while, hasn't it? Or am I wrong, Millennial? You tell no, me. No, we're waiting. It's already out. Yes. <laughs> I thought we were waiting for the new Beyonce. No, no. <laughs> Vote for me because I'll take you to the left, to the left, to the left. Trump. Uh, by the way, Hillary is looking forward to the general election, and you know how he's made names? He had, like, uh, uh, Lion Ted, he had Little Marco, and now apparently he's got a new one for you. Crooked, Hillary! She's been crooked from the beginning, and to think that she has a shot at being our president, crooked Hillary Clinton. We can't let it happen. How do you respond? I, I ain't sweating that. <laughs> Well, you're really hip. I had I'm no so idea. Hip. I had no idea that you're just nothing. That doesn't bother you at all. That he's going to be They're out right there. to protest. They're absolutely oh, right. It true. is an obscene amount of money. The Sanders campaign, when they talk about it, is absolutely right. That's your friend George Clooney. He said the money oh, that he raised for you was obscene. Clooney is, Clooney is Bay. You know, he's he's Bay. <laughs> hey, whatever that means. Oh, poor Eric. Eric, you don't. 
You don't know what that means, bro. I don't know what Bay is. Should I know what Bay is? At, before anyone else. Bur oh, okay. Birdie. Before anyone else. Okay, Birdie says he knows. I'm your Bay. Look at Hillary. You don't think that's gonna stick? You're not worried at all because Lion Ted stuck and uh, and uh, little Marco stuck and eh, nah, uh, dog. Low, <laughs> low energy. All good. Low low energy Ted. No low, low energy Jeb stuck. You know Trump's just doing what what he's got to do. Mm -hmm. You know he's he's speaking his truth and I'm gonna speak mine. You know I consider him my cousin. You really do. <laughs> ah, he's my cousin. <laughs> I don't understand. But you're really... <laughs> Bernie, I don't think you speak this language, but don't feel bad. Neither do I. I don't know what she's talking about. Come on, son. Let's... Come on. We could get along. We, you know, Ber Bernie, you and I, I know that we're in opposition. We're against each other in a lot of ways. But in other ways, you know, we're fam. You're a chicken head. <laughs> I don't even know what that oh, means. Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> Take a break. Donald Trump said something kind of silly yesterday. I'm not, I don't know, just a little bit of a mistake. He he got the date of 9-11 wrong. I don't know how that happens. Uh, we'll, we'll check on that and other things as we return. Welcome back. Eric Von Hessler filling in for Eric Erickson. Eric is on the mend. He'll be back in this chair on Thursday. Well, in New York tonight. What is it, 95 delegates up or somewhere in that, that yeah, area? Yeah, that's right, 95 Republican delegates and, and 247 Democratic Donald delegates. Trump would like to walk away with all of them, I suppose. I don't know if he's going to be able to walk away with all of them because of the, the weirdness. To, uh, I thought there was, if you, if you just won 50, more than 52% or something like that of the whole state, you got everything. But it doesn't work that. It goes by congressional district. district, and you have to win over 50% in each particular district to get 100% of the delegates to come out of that district. I tell you, man, well, looking at this delegate thing in any state is, is unbearable. It is impossible. And when you try to do it, you realize, oh, that's why they wrote it this way, because they want people like me and anyone else to just give up. You know, there are some Trump people who are angry about what went down in Georgia over last weekend when the delegates were actually right. selected. And apparently they did a, you know, a heck of a job of getting people who, yes, they'll vote for Donald Trump on the first ballot, but with a wink and a nod are going to be for Cruz maybe on the second or third ballot, given whatever Georgia ends up uh, b releasing uh, their, their delegates. And I'm reading a story about this, about what the uh, crew, the Trump people are mad about and the system and what went on. And, I, you know, I'm a pretty deep reader. I'm used to, I'm not one of these millennials, TLDR. Nothing is too long that I didn't read. I'm willing to go five, six, seven pages in, ten pages in on something. And I got about halfway through this article, my eyes glazed over, and I just went, oh, I, I just put it down. <laughs> I mean, trying to understand this process of delicate selection, and I'm sure George is not not the worst state. There's probably other states that are much worse on this than Georgia is, and it's just it's it's like anything with lawyers, really. You know, you 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 junk it up so much, you make it so difficult to understand, so that no one goes, "Hey, I'll run." <laughs> oh, really? Will you? Well, here, here's here's nine thousand pages to go through. If you can figure out figure this out, then you as an independent can run. Otherwise, you're going to need us, one of the big parties, and our lawyers. And obviously, up to this point, I have to say, I think Cruz has done a better job on the ground than Donald Trump of showing... Overall, just, yes. Well, just grabbing anything. See, he understands, I think, something that maybe Trump doesn't. I know there's a lot of Trump supporters out there. I'm not going after your man. I'm just saying that uh, the way that I see it, 
Trump is playing the big, big picture all the time. But Cruz is coming in beneath him, and you know he's getting five delegates here and ten over here and twelve, and you ground come down game. to it, ground game. Yeah, yeah, you've got to have a ground game. It's Tim Andrews, by the way. Jared Yamamoto is is here with me, and uh, Donald Trump was in Buffalo, and uh, the Buffalo Bills coach Rex Ryan introduced him. And at first I thought, well, is that a good idea for a coach? But then I'm thinking about, you know, Buffalo. Buffalo's probably pretty pro-Trump. I'm guessing that's not a – if you if you were as bad as a coach of a head coach to, of a team as he was last year, if you want to get the people back on your side, it can't hurt you, I guess, to be at a Trump rally. But during the rally, he made just kind of an idiotic uh, comment. I watch our police and our firemen down in 7-Eleven, down at the World Trade Center, right after it came down. How do you make that mistake? <laughs> I, mean, I don't Oops. even know. It's, I mean, it's one of those things that's just stupid, right? It's easy because I stopped there on the way over here, and it's I had a head. coffee, and it was in my head, and I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's just one of those things. You can't hold it against him. It's not like, oh, he doesn't know what date it happened on. Obviously, it was a, it was a brain fart. But, I mean, you know, it's not something you can hold against him, but... It would have been held against. Uh, he would have held against Hillary certainly if. Uh, yeah. If she, yeah. What did he call me? Uh, he um, was. He called you crooked Hillary. That's his new oh name yeah? for you. Well, he's dim-witted Donald. Hey, look, she's got Ooh. her own game. Take that. She's got her own Ooh, game. I'm so scared. <laughs> All right. More on the New York uh, presidential primary, and uh, I got some other things in the hopper as well. What as well when we return. Welcome back. Eric Von Hester filling in for Eric Erickson. The good news is that Eric is on the mend and he'll be back here on Thursday. But until then, we have to deal with the latest chapter in this ridiculous presidential contest we have going on, New York State. We have uh, coverage all night long. The polls close at, uh, what, 9 o'clock in New York State? I that believe late? so. Is it that late? 9 o'clock in, uh, in New York State? So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll just... Uh, I am not voting for any of these people. So... I, I'm your I, I'm your your clearest conscience here. I'm not voting for any of these jokers. I am really ready for this presidential contest to be over. I'm kind of laying back, looking and seeing what's going to happen. I I'm no, not a fan. Ryan, Ryan 2020, Eric. We got to get ready for the next one, right? Is that what you want, Paul Ryan that, that, 2020? That's what the that's you want to upset. Say. You want to upset talk radio people? That you start talking about Paul Ryan in 2020. That's what. That's where the rumors are going. Although they're I, already talking about 2020. So handsome. It's Jared Yamamoto. That's Tim Andrews. Uh, yeah, exactly. I believe that when he came out earlier this week and he did the thing where he really. Calm the waters by saying, I'm not going to be a white knight. You're not going to bring me in. I didn't run, so therefore I shouldn't qualify for uh, being uh, the, the nominee. I think looking at that, this is what I believe that Paul Ryan believes. I think that he thinks the Republicans don't have a chance. That's what I think. He thinks the Republicans, and I looking at it right now, it just seems like a train wreck we're headed for a train wreck in Cleveland. I, I've, I've never seen uh, uh, people who are frontrunners of their own party in my entire life go after the party more than they go after, after the other party or the potential nominee of the other party. I've never seen anything like this before. So unless they can sew it all together and somehow come out of this convention united, anybody listening to me right now, I'm not going after your particular candidate. You like Cruz, you like Trump. I, I hear a squeal, a little squeak over there. There's seven people who want Kasich, you know, <laughs> whoever, 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 whoever you want. Uh, how do you see this party walking out of Cleveland unified and ready to point the fire at the? A lot of people will say, "Well, look, Republicans can't stand Hillary, 
And all it takes is when they really start thinking about it, the idea that Hillary would be president of the United States, that's all it's going to take to get some unity. And I don't know that I agree with that. I, I, I believe that there's an awful lot of Republicans who don't like the party. And someone who is conservative, but I don't, I'm, I'm a libertarian, I usually vote Republican. I've got to tell you, from my point of view, standing on the outside, although a conservative, fiscal conservative certainly, usually vote Republican, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, well, they're too busy like cleaning up their own house to come, at, to come ask me for my vote. It doesn't seem like my vote is something that they really, really want right now. I wonder about the Republican Party if it's just, they just want a revolution within the party. And I wonder if an awful lot of people who are in the party feel that success is more about changing the party itself than actually winning in November. Certainly anybody who has their favorite candidate believes that their candidate can win in November. And listen, I've got news for you. It's a long time between now and then. And a week is a lifetime in politics. We have no idea what the ground is going to look like when we get to November. But uh, it's not looking good in these generalized polls. Now, they could be wrong. They could be wrong. But uh, Donald Trump has people who will not leave him. They love him. Cruz seems to have a better ground game. Donald Trump, uh, his people, I just don't think that they're going anywhere. The question is, are there enough of them? Are there enough of them for a general election? And I've been watching these things for a long time. I don't have a horse in this race. He's got a long uphill battle. That's all I have to say. When you're looking at something like 70 percentile women in the country can't stand him, is that real? I mean, are people just saying that? Is that a real thing? If that's a real thing, that's an uphill battle. That's a long way to go between the end of the convention and uh, Tuesday in November. That's a long. It's, you're, so if you're going to go in that direction, you got to know that there's that extra heavy lifting that's going to be there. Ted Cruz has proven to be a much better candidate than an awful lot of people thought he was going to be. I think most people going into this race thought that Ted Cruz, would you start with 17 people? I think most people would have said, oh, he'll come in seventh or eighth. And I would have to say that at the time that Ted Cruz had to start opening his arms and wel welcoming new people, uh, he, he made that turn. And he did that as a politician. He's more of a, he's a professional politician, right? So Donald Trump isn't a professional politician. Um, so we'll see that. So it closes at 9 tonight. If, uh, if Donald Trump walks away with most of the delegates in New York, he's doing quite well in California right now in the polls. He may be able to get to 1237 delegates, which I think is what he's going to have to do to get this nomination. I don't think he's going to get it any other way. One thing I am sure is that Doug Turnbull is going to get you home. Doug? We're going to try 544 WSB. Let's tell you real quick about 285 west and southbound. The outer loop still a rough go out of the Dumpwitty area. You're trying to make your way from Georgia. 400 women around to I-20 on the west side. You also have interloop delays stretching 285 east and southbound, mainly from Georgia. 400 around to Memorial Drive on the west side perimeter. 285 north is stacked from Paces Ferry to 75. And we just watched on the WSB Jam Cam in Clayton County, 75 north around Highway 54 and Morrow. All lanes were just blocked to move a crash to the right, Eric. Meanwhile, uh, Hillary is pandering to every sector she possibly can. She was, What was the show that she was on? Do you, do you know? The Breakfast Club. Something that you always carry with you. Hot sauce. Really? You, yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Are you getting information right now? <laughs> <laughs> Hot sauce. Now, when he says formation, he was talking about the Beyonce song, right? Where she says she has hot sauce. I got hot 
sauce in my bag. How does ever? How, how is it possible that every black person listening to that doesn't go, "Okay, you're not getting my vote." That was just too obvious. That pandering was just too obvious. And we all understand that politicians are going to pander for our vote. But there should be a line that they can cross where you go, you know what? That's a little, that's just awkward. That's a little Say over the top. What? Hillary, listen, you're not, you know, you're, you're an old white lady. Nothing wrong uh, with that. Goodbye, Felicia. <laughs> listen, it's bye, Felicia. <laughs> you're both pandering to everybody. Another thing that I'm really tired of is just, um, well, I'm, I'll let you know when I get back. I'm, you know what I'm tired of is people thinking that anger is a political position. We'll talk about that when we return. Welcome back. Eric Von Hessler filling in for Eric Erickson. Eric's, Eric will be back on Thursday. Before we left, I said I wanted to say something about anger and the electorate. And tonight we have New York State presidential primaries. And again, all day long, I hear about anger. Everybody's angry. People are angry. You know, and I understand that. And, but to me, if the next person, when people say to me they're angry with their politicians, it's like holding up your lighter at a rock show and yelling Freebird. <laughs> it doesn't mean a whole heck of a lot to me. This is, there's nothing wrong with being angry, but anger is a starting point. Anger is the thing that wakes you up and says, you know what, I'm going to get interested. I'm going to get involved. And then the next part is that I'm going to educate myself on how I can do that and how I can get things to go the way that I think that they should go. But anger in and of itself is not a political position. And I just think that there's a little too much of that now. I'm angry. Let's just start the angry party. How about that? We can take the disaffected Democrats and the disaffected Republicans, and we'll just create the angry party. And I sit here from the point of view of saying... I'm not looking for a revolution from the left, and I'm not looking for the revolution from the right. I, I believe in what the founders started. I'm not ready to throw the baby out with the bathwater. I'm looking for competence. What am I looking for when I go in and I vote? I want to vote for people that I believe are competent. Uh, government is boring. Government is mundane. The part about going out on the streets and being heard, that's theater. And maybe it gets certain people elected. But then, you know, the party banners go away, the sun rises again, and now we have to govern. And that's a boring day-to-day process. It's mundane. And I want to vote for the people who do that well, who work Monday through Friday so that eight months later, after eight months of working Monday through Friday, we get something. And we get government that's like that. Competence. I'll tell you, I voted for McCain. Um, and I, vote, I voted for McCain. You're, you're welcome, sir. I voted for McCain. Because he was a war hero, and uh, that means a lot to me. I've never served, and my respect for war heroes is... Um, and, but I don't know what I thought. I didn't know if, if he would be a great president. I, I didn't know. I really do, and this goes against the grain in talk radio, okay? I really feel like the country missed the boat with M- Mitt Romney. I really feel like Mitt Romney would have been a very good president. He would have. To me, I couldn't imagine him on a golf course, wake up every day, put on a suit and tie, go in the Oval Office, inbox, outbox. I stay here until all the inbox stuff is in the outbox. That's the kind of government I want. Maybe it's a technocrat. I don't want revolution. I believe in this country. There's too many people from the left and the right who are constantly talking down the country. There should be critique, but it's still a great country. Let's not throw out the baby with the bathwater. Vote for confidence. Join Eric Von Hessler in 2020 (laughs) voting for confidence because 2016, I don't know. That's a circus. That's over. All right, when we return, we got bathrooms, the transgender, drones, airplanes, and more. That's when we return. Engine running. Lift off. We have a lift off.
Welcome back. Eric Von Hessler filling in for Eric Erickson. Eric is on the mend and will be back on Thursday. Man of a Thousand Voices, Tim Andrews, is here with me, and Jared Yamamoto. Jared, you say there's some breaking news in the world. Yeah, old Fidel Castro has finished, has just finished a speech saying he will die soon. That must have been a short one. You know, Fidel Castro, I don't even know what he sounds like. I don't think I've ever heard Fidel Castro actually speak. I hate condition. Well, luck, thankfully, we have the English-speaking Fidel Castro here, so it's about at the end. You're about at the end there, Fidel. I am about at the end. I'll be 90 soon. Mm-hmm. All the others, my only regret is I could have been a baseball player. You wanted to be a baseball <laughs> player. That was your main thing. I wanted to be a teacher. Uh, you know, I could maybe be better than the Braves are right now. I... <laughs> No, at least I would have done my best. Well, the Braves are being publicly traded now, so you could buy a part of them if you wanted. Why did I buy so many shares of their stock? That's why I am so sick. (laughs) I lost all my money in this uh, new capitalism thing for me to try. You thought you'd get involved. Obama opens up things. You thought, Uh, try this capitalism thing. You bought a bunch of shares in the Braves. See what happens in socialism? This never happened. (laughs) Communism is the only way. Well, thank you, Fidel. Badaloo! So, I don't know how to transition from that to this, but uh, I was watching news today, and uh, you know, this Megyn Kelly is getting, she starts starting fights with everybody. I don't know that it's her fault. I shouldn't say that. But, you know, the the long running thing with Donald Trump. Whatever happened out of that meeting, Jared, last week where she went to Trump Tower? They had a cordial lunch meeting, nothing came out of it. So, nobody came out, so they didn't say bad things about each other, they didn't say good things. So she's interviewing uh, Al Sharpton, <laughs> and this is about the whole Ferguson thing, where he keeps saying that officer, Darren Wilson, uh, was wrong, and she's pointing out that, you know, the DOJ went down, they did an entire investigation, and they found out that this officer actually was in fear of his life, and that's why that happened. And they had a little back and forth on it, and it got a little, a little heated at that point. If you and I talked to the same witnesses, and the DOJ talked to the same witnesses, and they don't believe them, and, and you and I do, it doesn't make us wrong. It means... But you don't talk to all the witnesses. The DOJ does. They get people in there, and it can be a crime to lie to an FBI agent. It's not a crime to, to lie to Reverend Al. Megan, calm down. Now watch it with calm down. Now watch it with calm down. And as ridiculous as that was, it reminds me that it's not my favorite moment from Al Sharpton. Does he still have that show on MSNBC? Is it on weekends now? It used to be five days a week. I don't know if he still has a show at all, but he used to have a show on MSNBC. My TV (laughs) doesn't go that far to the left. (laughs) A national drive to push back or whether we have more to go to build a movement of resistance. But resist we much. We must and we will much about that be committed. But resist we much. We must and we will much about that be committed. That's a leader for you. And he leaves. <laughs> People actually follow this man because he's such a great orator. So, if, I don't know, Megyn Kelly, I think that she's uh, she's like she's like the left's favorite Fox News person, right? Because she picks fights with guys. Oh, absolutely. And she like the millenn- I got to imagine the millennials love that moment where she pushes back and says, uh, you know, watch Now it. watch it with oh, calm down. That's got to make the cast of girls just go crazy, right? Well, that's- they don't like her because she's Republican, so. I understand that. And uh, she was like threatening to leave Fox News if they weren't nicer to her. <laughs> 
And I'm thinking, where's she going to go? She ABC? Gonna... <laughs> where's yeah. she going to go? Where's she going to be Megyn Kelly? I think she's going to stay at Fox News. And we're going to stay with Doug Turnbull because he is the best on the streets. Doug? Six fourteen WSB. Let's tell you real quick about the perimeter again. Yvonne, we got uh, traffic uh, two eighty five eastbound now, starting about Shambly Dumbly Road as you whip around toward the Memorial Drive area. It's actually worse though on the outer loop two eighty five west and southbound jams in for four hundred all the way around I twenty on the west side. We've got the skycopter pointed toward downtown Marietta. Just got an alert. Marietta police say avoid Whitlock Avenue between the or excuse me, yes, Whitlock Avenue between the North Loop and Burnt Hickory. Reports of a gas leak there, guys. That's Doug Turnbull. Doug Turnbull is a guy I worked with in Hartford that was a long time ago. Turnbull's much better. Jared, you wanted to say something? Yeah, I was going to say, if you wanted to watch Reverend Al Sharpton, you can turn on MSNBC at 8 a.m. on Sundays. That's one. That's his new time slot. We much, we must, and we will much about that be committed. That is the only man that makes me sound coherent this afternoon. Okay, so <laughs> I've been warning about this. You know, we have our regular shows on Sundays, noon till 3, right here on this frequency, WSB Radio. And I've warned about this before over there, but never here. Uh, drones. Now, I am not a Luddite. You know what a Luddite is? Uh, no, because no, you're a millennial. Somebody Jared. who's, like, incompetent. No. Mm-hmm. God, you know, there's this is guy, this Jared, he is, like, the best we have for millennials. And he does not know anything so uh, look, look i was able to look it up while you were saying that a member of any of the bands of english workers who destroyed machinery that's where it came from basically a luddite is a person who's afraid of new technology person opposed unabomber. to increased industrialization yes. yep or the, new technology the unabomber would have been a luddite yes your people are afraid of new technology i'm not afraid of new technology i'm very close to what you would call a uh, an early adopter i love technology but i've been warning people that drones are going to be the plague they are going to be the plague of our society very soon and it finally has happened that uh, a, a British Airways flight from Geneva uh, approaching London uh, uh, airport in London uh, 132 passengers five crew on board the plane was fine it landed everyone was fine but the pilot said look we got hit by a drone which means somebody was flying a drone into the plane like all good technology like all technology right there's good and there's bad Obviously, drones, I like the idea, especially if I lived out in the country and I need a medicine, say. I don't have to drive into the city, <laughs> right? I mean, maybe yeah. Amazon could have a drone fly out. And But let me tell you something. If something can d- deliver a five-pound package, it can deliver a five-pound bomb. That is the, that's the scariest part of it. Once we're so used to seeing drones... You know, you get a few years ahead, and Amazon is using drones, and UPS is using drones, and FedEx is using drones, and we're used to seeing them. Then we're not going to be able to spot the one that's the nefarious one, the one that's coming in uh, to make the kill. And even if I'm being hyperbolic with that, just imagine this world, okay? Imagine Amazon, FedEx, UPS, DHL, any other delivery service are using drones. This is what Atlanta sounds like. Another beautiful day in Atlanta, Georgia. Hey, I love walking on the yeah, Beltline. Yes, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Right. <laughs> the well, Auburn, beautiful weather. Oh, the Auburn uh, market. Just, uh, this food is fantastic. You guys want to get a burger? I'm telling you, I'm not a Luddite, but this is the what? future. <laughs> what? <laughs> I go to the varsity. Oh, it's a beautiful day. This is the future. This is your future. How do, how do we escape it? This is your future. 
Well, they have these things that'll shoot them out of the sky and shut them down. So. Well, then you get that going. Then yeah. people will be shooting them out of the sky. I'm not a Luddite, but I'm telling you, this is untenable. <laughs> the idea of this future is untenable, especially when every 900th one has a bomb on it. <laughs> This is this this is what we've created that is going to uh, destroy the world. More technology, more me acting like a luddite. I, I love technology, but I'm afraid of the future. What does that say? <laughs> more when we return. Welcome back, Eric von Hessler, filling in for Eric Erickson. Eric is on the mend, and he will be back on Thursday. And after I played this uh, Megan Kelly clip. Where she uh, had a little back and forth with Al Sharpton, and basically, if you and I talk to the same witnesses, and the DOJ talks to the same witnesses, and they don't believe them, and, and you and I do, it doesn't make us wrong. It means. But we, you don't talk to all the witnesses. The DOJ does. They get people in there, and it can be a crime to lie to an FBI agent. It's not a crime to, to lie to Reverend Al. Megan, calm down. Whether I now watch it with calm down. Now watch it with Calm Down. I was mentioning that Megyn Kelly had been uh, giving some interviews over the last couple of weeks saying that uh, she might go somewhere else if she doesn't feel like she's getting the support at Fox News, uh, given the whole thing that went on with Donald Trump. O'Reilly is still a friend with Donald Trump. Eric Bowling over there is still a friend with Donald Trump. She feels like maybe she didn't get as much support behind the scenes as she should have during their whole thing. And my point of view was, where is someone like Megyn Kelly going to go? Sure, she's a star. She's a star at Fox News. But if she was to go over to CNN or go to ABC or NBC, I just don't see that she'd be even given any room to breathe. And Jared Yamamoto, a millennial superstar himself here at WSB, says he believes that there's room for competition. I do. I mean, think about it. On the left, you have MSNBC and CNN. For, MSNBC for the, for... gets no viewers. You but realize Enough this, right? to keep the lights on. Barely. It's NBC. I, yeah, I mean, because I think... of NBC. They're subsidized by NBC. They get really... There are times... There are times some shows MSNBC has on, they have less than 100,000 people in the entire nation watching. It's still enough to justify keeping them on the air, though. I think that uh, on the conservative side, or, or on the, uh, the Fox News side, I mean, their ratings are so good that surely you could split it in half because, I, I mean, just look at the divide we have now in the presidential race. You've got a the lot Trump of Trump versus the Cruz people. Right. You've got a lot of people that think that Fox News is in the bag for uh, for Ted Cruz now, and where do the Donald Trump supporters go? I mean, they're not going to go to CNN. They're not going to go to MSNBC, so I really think that... You believe uh, that there's room for actually two conservative... Two conservative and then two liberal networks. I mean, what? Uh, I mean, the population is only. There isn't growing. even room for one liberal network. I, I'm willing to entertain. <laughs> I'm willing to entertain the idea that perhaps you could split the conservative news, uh, 24-hour news people in half. But I don't think you understand how few people actually watch. Who's on at night on MSNBC? I, uh, I who's uh, on? What Chris Matthews? Who's on? Rachel Chris, Maddow. Chris Matthews. Rachel Maddow. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. she's the superstar, and there's like 58,000 people watching. You, there's more people. Do you understand what that means? That in the morning, when Herman Cain is on, there are more people in one city, just Atlanta, listening to him than are watching MSNBC in the entire country. So I don't know that there's more room for anything more from competition from, is a good thing. Capitalism will thrive, and I think that that I mean, yeah. if the people are upset with uh, Fox News, then why not create another network? Tell that to the people at Al Jazeera. They lasted for two minutes. <laughs> They're already gone, and they can't figure out why. Can you? They can't figure out why. The name. Yeah, try the name. <laughs> try the name. All right. What to do with Turner Field when the Braves leave? We'll get to that and more when we return.
Welcome back. Eric Von Hessler filling in for Eric Erickson, who is on the mend, and we'll be back in this chair on Thursday. Is that uh, Pearl Jam? I guess they're the latest to say that they're not going to play North Carolina because of the transgendered bathroom thing. I'm joined by Jared and the Men of a Thousand Voices, Tim Andrews. Do not make the even flow joke. I know where you're going. I can see it in your face. No, I'm sitting here waiting to do Caitlyn Jenner. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, for the most part, if people don't know me, our show is on Sundays, noon to three. I'm a libertarian. Uh, I, don't, I don't care. I don't care what you do with your life. I don't care. Be who you are. I don't care. Uh, live and let live. Uh, the, I understand why North Carolina is doing what, they, what they're doing, but you know what? I'm focused on one thing. I want low taxes. If 17 people in America have to deal with a transgender person walking into a bathroom and I can get lower taxes, I'm willing to make that. It's fine. It's fine for me. So I don't care. I don't care who you are, what you are. Be comfortable. Live and let live. However, and how do I get to this naturally without letting you know that I do not watch reality shows? I don't watch the Kardashians. Sure you do. <laughs> I, thank you, Caitlin. I don't watch uh, the Caitlin. What's that called? What's that called? The Caitlin show. I am Kate. I, I am Kate. Come yeah. on now. <laughs> I am Kate. Um, so yesterday, in between, I come down and my wife has it on. I don't know that she's watching it. I don't want to indict her, but uh, I guess it's the I am Kate, and she's talking to her ex-wife when she was Bruce. Chris Jenner. It's very confusing, it's, isn't it? Yes, it's confusing. It's very confusing. And, and and although I cannot believe this, a real cogent point was made while I was watching this. So uh, Kate is basically telling his ex-wife when he was Bruce, this is all very confusing, that now he's actually changed his gender on his birth certificate. And then she, at some point, it dawns on her what this might actually mean, and it's really something to think about, no matter where you are on the issue. You can go all the way back to your birth certificate and change that. Stop. And I did. You changed your birth certificate? But I feel like I've come out this other side. Wait a second. Does this mean that he didn't exist? If no. you changed the birth certificate? Well, Wait, was I ever married? Was I legally married? That's actually a real- Wait, was I ever married? Was I legally married? Because we always hear, like, people get angry even if you even say Bruce. Like, I grew up, it was Bruce Jenner on the Wheaties box. I remember seeing him in the Olympics. I'm 51 years old, so I'm, I was a kid. When, when he was a hero, I remember Bruce Jenner. And if you even say Bruce rather than Kate, like, you mess up, people get mad. The millennials, oh, well, look at you, obviously an unenlightened, horrible old person who doesn't understand how this goes. Transphobic. But, <laughs> thank you, Caitlin. Oh. So, but it's a good question. If you could go back... And change your birth certificate and say you were born a female and not a male, then that's a good question. Did that person ever actually exist? Caitlin, what's the answer? Did Bruce Jenner ever exist? Bruce Jenner existed. How? There's no birth certificate. Well, it's like time travel. <laughs> <laughs> There's a picture of me, like in Back to the Future. Yeah. And if I don't get my mom and dad to kiss at the dance, mm -hmm. Bruce disappears. And that's all, all that's left is Caitlin. There is this collateral sort of unintended consequences that have to be looked at here. If, uh, I mean, didn't Bruce Jenner get in trouble for a traffic 
But uh, Caitlin didn't do it. <laughs> I'm tell you that right now. I wasn't. Caitlin was not driving that car. So what if there was some <laughs> new evidence that came in, and they wanted to go back and and sue Bruce Jenner? They say, "Hey, he was never born." Your Honor, look around this room. Do you see a man named Bruce Jenner in here? It's Case like, closed. It's like it's a wonderful life. It is. <laughs> Buckle up, buckaroos. You never lived. Attaboy, Clarence. <laughs> we'll try to figure out this strange, strange world. But first, let's figure out the traffic with the great Doug Turnbull. I think. Doug Turnbull, are you there? Do you care about traffic anymore? I'm trying to be there. There okay, we go. There you are. <laughs> but 643 WSB, a lot of people just got sprained brains after hearing that, so they might be stalling that on 285. There is a stalled truck on 285 South, the outer loop ramp to I-20 westbound on the west side. That means it's still 20 to 25 minutes on 285 South between 75 and the west freeway. Interloop still stacked 285 east and south from Dunwoody around to Cromwell off to the right, 285 South at Chambly Tucker Road. Again, travel advisory, Marietta, Whitlock Avenue, between Kirkpatrick and Burn Hickory with a gas leak, guys. What are the odds that a show like this would present a question that is actually you worth You can pondering? go all the way back to your birth certificate and change that. Stop. And Stop. I did. You changed your birth certificate? But I feel like I've come out this other side. Wait a second. Does this mean that he didn't exist? If no. you changed the birth certificate? Well, Wait, was I ever married? Was I legally married? Wait, was I ever married? Was I legally married? <laughs> what if, yeah, that's a good question. That's, that's another one. What if you're a man, you have, you were married, you had children, you divorced, the court comes love, says you owe this amount a, a, a month in alimony, and then you change to another sex, and then you go back and change your birth certificate that says you were born this woman, does that mean that you don't have to pay the alimony? All I know is a year ago I was paying alimony, and now <laughs> I'm woman of the year. Okay, well, I guess How it, about that? You know, it all works out for you, I guess. I want to get to what uh, Turner Field is going to become in the absence of the Braves. There's, uh, I think, three different plans are out there. Are there enough Georgia State football fans to fill a football stadium? All 1,500 of them. Because that's part of, the, of, of, of every plan. Anyway, we'll talk about that and a little more on the uh, technology and Luddite situation before we say goodbye. Welcome back. Eric Von Hessler in for Eric Erickson. Eric will be back on Thursday. And uh, I was going to talk about what to do at Turner Field now. There are different plans, but uh, I, I don't care anymore because uh, this I'm surprised at how interested I am in this little thing with, with Caitlyn Jenner <laughs> telling his ex-wife that he changed his birth certificate so that it says Caitlyn and female. And the question is, that, and like I've said, I don't care. I'm, I'm live and let live. Be who you are. I don't care. But there are some real-world consequences here. If the birth certificate now says Caitlyn Jenner, female, born on whatever day that was, does that mean that Bruce never existed? Our children don't have a father. <laughs> does that mean... Did you ever win the gold medal? Did Bruce ever win the gold medal? Somebody won the decathlon. It wasn't uh, Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> it never happened. I've never been to Montreal in my life. The second, the guy who came in second, I think, has to get the gold medal now because yeah, the guy who won, the guy, yeah, the guy who won, is that was that the name? I think so. Yeah, okay. It's Russian, I assume. <laughs> the guy who won was never born, right? I mean, this is a real thing. I'm not, I'm not trying. I'm, what I'm saying is, there are real world consequences to this that I think people aren't thinking about. If Bruce Jenner doesn't have a birth certificate anymore, he never existed. That he never existed. 
So anything good or bad that Bruce Jenner ever did didn't happen. And we all know that when Caitlyn Jenner's out on the out on the golf course, that that she uh, she plays just like Bruce Jenner out there. I mean, that woman can play some golf out there. I hit from the men's tee. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even his wife. You can go all the way back to your birth certificate and change that. Stop. And I did. You changed what? your birth certificate? Huh? But I feel like Even a dummy I've like come this, out this other side. Her Wait a second. Yeah. Does this mean that he didn't exist? If no. you changed the birth certificate? Well, Wait, was I ever married? Was I legally married? It's a real question that has real cuts. I, I would like to know, uh, next time we're on, tomorrow, we're going to be on tomorrow, we're going we're gonna to get somebody, some lawyer is going to tell me how this works. Let's say, let's take Bruce and Caitlin off the table for a moment. Let's say Jim becomes Dolores, and we don't know who they are. But let's say that Dolores is 35 when this happens, okay? And then she goes back, she changes the birth certificate, Jim never lived. And then 10 years later, some evidence surfaces that Jim committed murder. Now, can you go back? If Jim doesn't have a birth certificate and Jim never lived, can Jim be held responsible for the evidence that comes out against Jim when now it's Dolores? So just commit a crime, then change your gender. Well, change your or, birth, or the change, other, change your birth certificate or, so that way your gender is different. The other way, the other way to think of it is if you happen to commit a crime, one way to get out of it might be to go in that direction. All right, we are. Uh, it is time for some special New York primary coverage that will start at 7 p.m. Stay with WSB for continuing live team coverage with Chris Chandler, Brian Kilmeade, Herman Kane, and the AJC's Greg Bluestein. And I'm telling you, that's going to be great coverage all night long. We are usually on Sundays from noon to three. I'll be here tomorrow. Eric Erickson will be back on Thursday. Enjoy the coverage, the special coverage, New York primary coverage, starting at seven right after the news.